hospital, we've seen a single-digit um, number of cases recently, seven, right? That's uh, very reassuring to see. I mean, we had a crazy spike. There was like, what, 35 one day? When we had the 22 cases in the mine's home, and then everyone was kind of worried. And then now, then it became seven. And then I think there was another number, was like 50, one five. Encouraging numbers. We don't want to see the thing go up, we want to see it go down. And a friend of mine from Thailand wrote me and uh, asked how I was, and we were just catching up, and she's worried, I'm worried for her. I mean, Thailand is not doing that great. Yeah. Mm, not enough vaccines. Um, no lockdown. So, cases are still spreading. We are very blessed to live in Singapore. We are... You know, I was joking with her. I said, in other... In our country, when we see numbers like above 20... We we are, we initiate a semi lockdown already. Everybody is like told to stay home. You know, extreme measures are taken. Everybody cooperates. And meanwhile, next door in Malaysia, they have nine thousand cases at one point a day. And just poor attempts to 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 lock things down. You know. The MCO is not working. Keep they keep having to do this and just looking at our neighbors, like Thailand also and all that. It's it's worrying like, because nobody is safe until everybody is safe, right? It's a cliche, but it's true. We are concerned. I mean, so what if our little island is safe? We still need our neighbors. We need to we need to do business with them. We still need to. Uh, do travel, you know, business, leisure, everything, you know, exchanging, trade, you know, everything. And it's not like New Zealand and Australia where they are over there and then they lock down, nobody flies in, nobody flies out, and they're still self-sufficient because they are, they got their own farming, they can eat off the land, they have their own agriculture, you know, they have less people per space, right? Per square foot of space. Um, it's it's a self-contained place over there. Of course, I feel Australia's lockdown is a bit extreme. Lah. But they can do all these things. But we can't. We are smaller. We have 5 million or maybe more people in here in a tiny little space. And our economy runs on trade. World international trade. Everything is dependent on the region and, and import, export. So yeah, I mean, even if we get well, you know, pat ourselves on the back and say, hey, well done, you're all vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. How do you open up the country to your neighbours and to the rest of the world safely? How does that happen? How do we do this mitigating the risks involved, right, without... Even now, as it is, every time they come in, we can see we catch about 10 imported cases during the screening sessions when they come in. We're not so worried about that because it's quite strict. But how how do we do this in a safe way long term is something that I think 
it keeps our leaders up at night i think keeps me up, keeps me up at night too and um i went to the coffee shop today first time in a week to buy breakfast for the family bought some bought some mikia for joy i had a mikia myself a carrot cake for isaac and uh bihun for the wife um the kind with the you know this point 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 bihun and it was sad to see the empty coffee shop because the tables are all kept to one side but at the same time i was just happy to see people still buying stuff and tapawing home um auntie at amika saw recognize me and say oh yeah you know, how many packets you want and i felt i i just felt i hope you guys hang in there you know i try to support you as much as i can and as far as is practical but you know um i just hope they 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 are doing they will hold, hold out long enough then when things open up in middle of june they can recover right it's hard on it's hard on everybody it's hard on the taxi drivers i took a couple of cabs lately every single one of them you know um tell me that it's rough i mean they're just trying to make ends meet and rental waivers help but the demand is just not there which is why it's very strange when you see grab say we're going to increase $1 to help out drivers i mean no you how even if you give the whole buck to the driver and not keep the commission how does that help them i just don't see the logic right uh when demand is non-existent raising prices does not help drivers what you need to do is reduce their costs right which is what comfort is doing and i don't see this happening with grab um it's uh it's a very bizarre decision and might be driven out of self-interest rather than the interest of their partners i feel well yeah i've been taking a couple cabs is my way of kind of supporting the economy when i do have to go out i do take public transport too but i i reckon i don't go out very much so when i do i i just flag a cab or book a cab just to support a couple of drivers out there and Every time I, they come pick me up, they're always very nice, and even usual days are they are, and grateful lah. You know, one of them said, sometimes in the morning you, you sometimes during the day you can cruise for an hour and a half and get nothing. These days ah, there's just no demand. But people in the morning, for example, you might still get essential workers going to work, but apparently after eight pm is dead, right? There you go. There's just nobody there. I mean, people are not dining in, so there's no nightlife. There's no dinners out. People are not eating out. People are not going to drink, right? So that whole eight p.m. onwards is just dead. So sometimes I go to the supermarket at an odd hour, like nine or ten p.m., to avoid the crowds, and I take a cab home. There's a long queue of cabs there waiting. It's quite easy to get a cab now. You know, do what you can, right? You gotta do what you can. And I think some of the hawkers who are not on the system, not on delivery systems, also could use some help. So when you can, you should buy from them. I mean, 
it's not practical for some of us to travel all the way to another part of, uh, of the island to buy stuff, but whoever lives nearby should help. Maybe tomorrow I'll go to the wet market. But yeah, I mean, I've been doing some online shopping, but I think not everybody's online, right? There are small businesses, um, mom and pop shops who are run by old couples and they are not going to be online. So we got to help each other out, I think. But there's only this much food we can eat. So whatever you can bless others with, you should. Speaking of um, food, I have this carrot cake here, half eaten. <laughs> I didn't finish this carrot cake, which is very unusual of him. I think I should either put it in the fridge or throw away already. Gonna be sitting here the whole day. Yeah, because he ate something else in the morning. Yeah. I ate some of this during lunch, just half of it. Yeah. Yeah, we are keeping keeping sane. Um, uh, I heard music coming from my son's room He was singing and playing his guitar That was nice uh, Joy is working on a new project I'm trying to nurture to you know, work more on the revision But you can't, you can't push too hard lah, sometimes um, you know. I see her working on some of her Arts and crafts, I think that she's making new pendants and stuff. I thought it was quite cute. Showing her mother her creations. And of course, yeah, setting up um, Pudding's new golden home, golden cage, gilded cage. And um, Faith, Faith keeps opening up the photo album of the iPad that she's using, which actually belongs to my wife. Keeps pointing to merry-go-rounds. Actually, that's the one that we went to Universal Studios to ride. <laughs> yes, dear, we know. You miss traveling and holidays and merry-go-rounds and theme parks. See? Even an autistic 20-year-old girl can get stir-crazy. It's been a year and a half, you know, since we left this island. I have not left it. I haven't even gone to Sentosa. So speaking of Universal Studios... And merry-go-round rides, uh, the Madagascar ride, which Faith kept pointing to. I haven't even gone to Sentosa. Tell you first. So I haven't stepped off this island. I haven't gone to another island nearby, which belongs to us. Can you imagine that? Year and a half. Year and a half. Since December 2019. So that, yeah, more than a year and a half already, in fact. Hmm? Quite insane, huh? The taxi driver told me he wants to go to Phuket. And I'm like, Uncle, Phuket's still not safe. Eh? Why don't go New Zealand, Australia? He said, no, I plan to return my vehicle. Two months. I'm going to take two months off. Quarantine me by all means. I'm, you know, put me here. If I come back 14 days, whatever, then of course, when you go, you got to go longer. Lah, right? Don't go for a week. He says, I'm going to go maybe a month. Then I'm going to come back and quarantine for two weeks. Right. I go there a month, a month and a half. Total two months I'm going to set aside for my holiday. And I'm like, well done. Good plan, you know. Let's see, I'm going to return my cab. Just so that I don't worry about the cost. And I'm just going to go for my holiday. I said, when do you plan to go? I said, 
he said maybe end of the year I said why oh, so ambitious yeah I think okay then I told him why not like New Zealand Australia because my assumption that you can afford it of course you probably set aside the money and he said yeah I suppose those are nice but you know when your khaki is not there uh, what's the fun I, I have friend in Thailand you can bring me around if I go to New Zealand Australia I don't have khaki down there I don't have friends then no fun I said yeah that's true uh, I forgot about that Although, you know, I'm perfectly capable of going on a solo trip. You know me. So I've told you about this before. I can go to a country and just road trip my way through there. And then, you know, <laughs> myself and make friends along the way. I should be, I'm actually very happy doing that. Um, if the wife is able to come with me and there's two, two people on the road, you know, that kind of thing. Or solo is okay. But I saw his point. They know most people are not me. They do want to have friends, bring them around or go with from friends. So I get he, he wasn't wrong. Lah. So he said, I got khakis in Thailand so he can come meet me and we can hang out. Mm. Important to have khakis. Important to have friends in every country you visit, I think. Or go with the right friend or right loved one. I have friends in many places. Lah. So, so I'm not so worried even when I go to a place where I don't know anybody yeah I do have friends in New Zealand I have friends in Australia I have friends in Thailand as well I, I, I could see his point if you don't have friends in New Zealand then it's just you and the sheep that's not quite fun but yeah you know my taxi driver um, uncle was has plans man um, has big plans that's the way to do it I suppose um, I said, what about the two-week quarantine we're going to do when you come back? Stock out on movies or make sure we have a lot of stuff to watch. Okay, he has all this figured out. Hmm. I would rather not quarantine. Lah. Okay, so this is just me. Uh, if I were to travel, I would like to see come back, bubble kind of thing. But bubble is a dirty word now, right? Every time it bursts. <laughs> I don't even think we can do this until 2023 or 2024. Not for leisure. I, I, it's not going to recover anytime soon. I think business travel resume maybe next year, 2022. Um, but I think leisure travel, 2023, 2024. Unless your uncle, the taxi driver, who doesn't mind quarantine for two weeks and he's vaccinated, he feels safe and he's got a khaki in Thailand. We'll meet up with him. So he can travel by the end of this year. That's what he thinks, huh? More power to him. Everybody has their own plans, huh?